Social Club podcast broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. There was no tag intro there for you today. That's fine. You know what? <laughs> I am Brian. Like I told I told an absolute truth. I didn't lie about it. I'm cutting straight to the facts. I'm getting right to the information that you need to know today. <laughs> Were you about to just steal That's the what? Were you just about to steal the what a day intro there for a hot second? No, uh, their intro's too good. I can't steal that. <laughs> good artists create, great artists steal. But I'm not a great podcast artist, I guess, <laughs> as I'm not stealing from what a day. This is the emo social club podcast, the podcast about music news, music news. Uh, today's episode is with High Notes season two. Our friend James Shotwell returns for a third time. Uh, and we also have another guest, another friend who has been working on the podcast with him this time, uh, Laura Hardy, is joining us. Uh, and we talk about season two, the guests they have on. If you remember, High Notes was a podcast about uh, artists speaking on their drug addictions or alcohol addictions and uh, how they went and, and got healthy. And yeah, so we, we have him back to talk about season two. Yeah, and if you've listened to season one, it is honestly, in my personal opinion, from the little snippets that I have heard from season two, uh, in order to prep for this interview, it <laughs> goes a lot deeper into these artists' individual struggles, a lot more so. So it is a little bit more of a heavy hitter, but it's still really highlighting a lot of really important issues that are happening and the really great path that a lot of them have taken to you know get sober and get clean and it's always really you know inspiring to see especially right now when everything is terrible and awful <laughs> yeah and james and laura are super fun to talk to we love having james on and uh yeah just a great talk great time great hanging with them uh lizzie before we get into all that you know i cannot i cannot get into it without asking you this question what you got going on this week <laughs> What if that's the new tag? Like, what if I'm just like really serious about our personal plugs? Like, that's that's our new that's our new gimmick. That's a new thing. That's what's gonna put us on the map. Probably uh, not. F- find us on your maps. <laughs> your virtual digitized maps in Cyberpunk yeah. or Minecraft or Animal Crossing. I play none of those. <laughs> All three. All three, baby. But this week, I should have the new Band Beans coffee series coming out. I just called it Band Beans because I couldn't be witty. Um, so that's that. It took me two and a half hours to film. My computer overheated and shut down. <laughs> so everybody better like it or I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> I will tell you, uh, the first Band Beans, I actually got the beans earlier than I anticipated. And it's for a really big fan of the pod. Um a big not fan, fan of, the of the pod, pod but uh our podcast listeners like to request them a lot in our emo dj streams on fridays um and they just put out a new coffee three coffee blends and i got one of them and it is so good so hopefully i can get that <laughs> out this week and then we'll do some cool iced coffee ones because i know that's what the kids really like even though it's freezing out yeah 
Yeah. But other it's fine. Iced coffee is still good in the cold weather. I just like to be warm. I granted, I only drink hot coffee even in like 90 degree weather. So fair. That's fair. me as a human. I love iced coffee, though. <laughs> it's me as a human. It's me as a human. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll just go to TikTok and go to that that part of it. I don't know what uh, it would be. I don't know what that that's called at all or if it TikTok exists. is destroying our lives. <laughs> anyway you can go get your lives destroyed too with us at x emo social club x on tiktok we're <laughs> posting things because we still don't know what to do but people seem to like it enough so come and follow yeah. us tell us if you like it or not because i have no idea thank you <laughs> <laughs> please tell us you like us <laughs> but other than that brian what are you doing this week my guy yeah, it's a it's a it's a light week for me. Uh, I'll be streaming. Uh, I, I did get Cyberpunk, so I'll be streaming that. I started last week, and uh, I'll be doing some of that on the video game streams during the day, eleven thirty a.m. Chicago time. Uh, and then we got the uh, the podcast recording uh, the at seven thirty p.m. on Thursdays. The podcast recording, <laughs> and we got the uh, the DJ streams on Friday night, six p.m. at uh, at six p.m. Chicago time. Uh, all of that is on emosocialclub.tv. You can also check all of our videos out on youtube.com slash emosocialclub and find us on all the social media at emosocialclub and Twitter and TikTok. Like Lizzie said, X emosocialclubx. We're coming for you. Actual handle that we need. One day we'll get uh, our handles. Maybe. I. You know what? I got I to gotta find these people and I got to have enough money to pay them off. <laughs> Which isn't likely. It's not likely. Please donate to the stream if you'd like us to buy our actual <laughs> handles on these platforms. Anyway, without further ado, here is our conversation with Laura and James of High Notes Podcast Season 2. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for joining the club. Thank you. <laughs> James is now celebrating his third round on the podcast. Yes. What, what was yeah. You previously told us we were your favorite podcast or am i just assuming too much <laughs> i think i i think i literally tweeted it earlier today but i didn't tell you that last time i was on the show. yeah he tweeted out to us like i've been this is the most anticipated press stop and i'm like wow look at <laughs> well we have we have some other press stops but like there's a few that we didn't get last time that we're doing this time and then there are some people who only want to have us because because of laura like they're mm. not interested in talking to me again they're like oh you've got someone new <laughs> Then you can come to oh, <laughs> they like you too. They're no. like being background kids. Be there to be that one witty, like one liner. Yeah. Oh yeah. They'll text me and they'll be like, "I just googled her. I want her on the show." Like, okay, <laughs> you, you don't even need me. They're just trying to steal my clout because they can't get concert tickets for me like everyone else. So. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. I mean, same here, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are we're going to talk about High Note season two and uh, and all the guests we got on it. So uh, why don't you, why don't you tell us what we got to look forward to from season two uh, going forward? Okay, um, I guess I'll give you the plug. Uh, High Note season two drops on all ten episodes. Yes, two extra episodes this season drops on the fifteenth. That's Tuesday um of december i guess we're saying uh <laughs> guests this season include ben from yumi and everyone we know who also does the music for the show eric from hospital bracelet shannon from godsmack 
I'm going to start forgetting them very soon. Donovan <laughs> from Hail the Sun, Trevor from Sundressed, uh, Amanda from Eva Under Fire, Laura, which ones am I forgetting? Clint Lowry from Seven Clint Dust. Clint from Seven Dust, yeah. <laughs> um, there are other ones that, that are done. Um, oh, Craig from Escape oh, the Fate. Yeah, Craig, duh. Craig's episode's <laughs> awesome. It's like my favorite one. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately pulling up episode art real quick so that I can. I, I listened to um, Janet Devlin's last night. Janet Devlin? I, yeah. Yeah. I was listening. I'm like, oh, she has an accent. I'm more intrigued right now. Oh, she's <laughs> just, just what the I put cutest. on, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, and then lastly, Kat Hamilton, who's kind of an unknown artist largely, but someone that we felt was very important for the show. So it's a lot more diverse, a lot more gender balanced or as close to it as we could possibly come up with. And it's really good. I mean, I think it's really good. To be perfectly honest, as we're having this conversation, there are two and a half episodes that are not complete that Laura has not heard. But oh. the yeah, other seven... No, everything we... I've heard is great so far, though. So I can at least ask <laughs> for seven out of ten. That's that's a C. So I think yeah. we have at least a C average at worst. I think we're going to knock it out of the park with the nay, though. It's this is this season's great. It's got something for everybody, even if you're not in recovery. And I think that's one of the cool things is we featured some new guests that are in different situations than what we had last season. And, and it can be a little more relatable for folks who may know people that have struggled with addiction versus people who have actually been through it themselves. Mm. What she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I, I just think this season's really great and, and I'm really excited for people to hear it and hopefully it can help folks because I know that, you know, we're, we're going through COVID right now and people are real isolated and I think that this is like, this podcast has been really helpful for me, uh, listening to it at least, just because it, it kind of reminds you you're not alone going through this stuff and, and how much worse it could be and, you know, positive stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think with a lot of it, because listening to the few that you guys sent over, a lot of it had like, it, it did include like the COVID, you know, pin in it, which obviously a lot of people are like, I'm tired. I don't want to hear about it. It's like, yo, people are dying and you got to know about it. So you have to hear about it. But I think in this sense, you know, they were talking about, oh, this is how my recovery was affected during COVID. And this is what I had to do to make sure I didn't do anything to like, have me relapse and I thought that that was a good way like weave into it to try to be like there was positive things that came out of it and it hasn't been all negative no it's been like 90% negative yeah it's been 90% yeah. negative but like there's <laughs> yeah. like that 10% especially for these people that it's been like yeah okay we're good we actually um, had to substitute one of the guests at the last minute when we were recording because we actually had a guest who relapsed. So we didn't record their episode, but we scheduled it. And within the next mm. week, they actually had a relapse because of you know isolation and all of that. So it is it is a hard time for people, but that kind of only reinforces our desire to keep doing the show. You know, it's it was it was weird to do two more episodes, and I didn't think about that until we were this until I finished editing episode seven, and I was like. <laughs> Three more, oh my god! <laughs> um, but 
but we had like this gap where we finished recording seven, the eighth guest dropped out because of their relapse. And then like in a week, we got all these other offers for who ended up being our last three guests for the show. And we talked about it internally and we were like, maybe we'll just record some stuff and, and sit on it till season three. But given that we are in this weird era of COVID, we didn't want to like record an episode in September that we didn't put out till July because the world will likely be very different by July, or at least we hope it will. So we were mm. like, screw it. We're just going to drop them all at once. And we had to be like, land. In, you have to listen to uh three three more conversations and edit all the ums and likes out of them and thankfully he was on board so shout out landon he's watching at home right now yes hi landon <laughs> what up landon um thank you guys though for listening uh the janet one is fun she's the only guest with an accent this season but i would like to have more we, we might have more in the future she's the cutest accent in the whole world like you just want to yeah. like scoop her up and put her in your pocket and love her forever <laughs> yes 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 she is and she looks like the girl from uh what is that disney movie with the princess not tangled Merida? yeah yeah, that one. It's she does look like yeah I, I didn't know who she was so i like, googled her and i'm like oh and i was like looking at her i was like this is like a <laughs> so very <Googled> brave <laughs> aesthetic I mean, it wasn't a bad Google, nor was it a bad aesthetic. I was like, oh, okay, I get the vibe. And I definitely got that Merida vibe too when I saw her. I was like, okay, this is very Disney did their research very well. Yeah. And whatever whatever your viewers are picturing as that princess, that's exactly what Janet looks like. Her latest yeah. video, she's even like on a horse in that color dress. She is that person. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's like cool. it's uh, like leaning into what you know pretty well. <laughs> listen, if it works, it works, right? It, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um so and and forgive me if i if i didn't know this but uh uh laura obviously you weren't on the episode last time when we talked with james about it uh are you are you newly in, involved in this podcast then and, and how did you get involved with it um i kind of was very lightly involved in season one but not in an official capacity and that's kind of why james brought me in because he started just being like hey listen to this and tell me if it's any good and then i just kind of like <laughs> became the producer so, um, but I'm happy to be a part of it because I stopped drinking literally the last day I drank was the last event I did before COVID on March the 7th. And so, um, I've been kind of going through recovery myself through all of this and it's been really helpful for me to kind of just like remind me of the reasons of why I chose to do what I decided to do. Because sometimes, you know, when you're moving forward, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, it, nothing was that bad. And like, I'll hear some of these stories. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, I did that. And like, that's not good. And hearing it in that context when it's not you, it's like, okay, I'm happy I'm making these choices and, and making myself a better version of me. And and so I, I'm really thankful that James brought me on to help out with this. And with, I guess with my radio background, I guess I kind of sort of am okay at this stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> we found that having a radio person on your podcast <laughs> tends to really help it. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> I may have subconsciously stolen the idea from you guys. I'm not <laughs> of, of being Lizzie, of needing a Lizzie. Yeah. Don't do that. Can I, I find a Lizzie? Only I even got a girl. Is her. Yeah, and I got a lady with an L name. I did the whole thing. Uh, I see it. I see it. <laughs> Basically, just copying each other. I see. Yes. It's yes. how it's how the world goes round. It's not <laughs> great artist steal. As long as we're not yes. sounding like, you know, the same artist copying another like riff from like 20 years ago. And I'm like, is this I'll Stop the World and Melt With You? I'm like, no, it's just a new stroke song. It's called sampling. 
<laughs> it's called sampling. You're offended, Mr. Interchikari ripoff. It's okay. Years ago. We've been like, I, I hate this and I hate that it keeps coming up, but we keep playing my old band on our DJ streams because I have old friends that are like, oh, you should play this. And then uh, my old guitarist came into the chat one day and uh, our, our mutual friend was like, well, you got to play it now. You're all here. And I'm like, great. And every time I play it, everyone's like, you guys really liked Enter Shikari, huh? And I was like, I, I still do. And uh, yeah, feel bad about it. Yep. <laughs> Like, this sounds exactly <laughs> like that song. I was like, oh, just wait. There's another song by Anna Shikari that I also completely ripped off in the same song. Just you wait. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sometimes you just got to, you know, you, you like what you like and you take it and you make something of it at your own or you make something of your own with it. And uh, it's sampling. That's what it's called in <laughs> music. And I can't be sued. Yeah. <laughs> i can't be sued i changed oh, how the did, note it's totally legit mm -hmm. how did how did the two of you meet i don't know your origin story <laughs> so uh i used to do another band with most of the same members of my old band uh called taking back emo that was an emo cover band and we i kept asking our we had like a management group that was helping us and i kept saying i need like somebody on site when i when we do shows i need somebody else who can handle business because i'm busy uh singing and ripping off other bands it's a cover band i guess that is kind of the the whole thing you I do there right? <laughs> you forgot also being a diva you needed that time. so i was like really busy uh doing my hair and makeup in the green room and i said i just need somebody to handle business i need somebody to handle payment at the end of the night you know that person and uh, Lizzie was interning with that management group. Uh, so she became our official, like, come and hang and uh, help us out at the shows person. And then I was like, hey, I, I, I'm a, I have a radio background. I was like, cool, I have a podcast interest. And, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> That's all it takes okay. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We I had, remember we... telling my friends, I'm like, oh, I'm starting this podcast with a guy and taking back email. They're like, Oh, the lead one? The one that we see everywhere? I'm like, yeah, that one. Now we know Great. who he is. Yeah. Just at all the at all the all the venues and all the all the emo nights and all that kind of stuff. So it was just kind of like, you know. Yeah. We needed people that were in those in those environments just coming together and making a podcast about something. <laughs> Love it. I like yeah. that. That's a good origin story. That's a strong origin story. Yeah. yeah. No villain part of it, so that's even. I am better. the villain. I'm the villain of the story. <laughs> you guys are like really close friends with Ben from you, me, and everyone we know. And I know we, Brian, and I have a mutual friend who's also very good friends with Ben and you, me, and everyone we know. And I'm wondering how that interviewing process like went because you know, obviously you guys are buddies and you've been through a lot together already, so you kind of know what he's been doing to an extent but how was it to sit down and actually be like tell me your story in full but for you know a huge audience compared to like you know you guys just talking and hanging 
Well, Ben's watching this right now, I'm pretty sure, because he just texted me about picture in picture on his phone. So, um, <laughs> hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Uh, I can be very honest right now. Um, no, honest, honestly, Ben and I are really close. We talk all the time. But for his episode in particular, I guess I had to like, I had to like pull out my inner fanboy, which I, I tuck away whenever I'm around my musician friends, where I'm like, oh my God, I actually really admire the things that you do. Because I was always, I was a fan of Ben's before I was his friend. So I kind of just had to ask myself, you know, what, what don't I know about this guy? Cause I figured that if you were a fan, who's going to listen to the episode, you probably remember everything. So <clears throat> his episode specifically focuses on, um, what happened in 2011, April 20th, 2011, somewhat ironically, when all the other members of you, me and everyone we know quit the band all at once in like a very public way. <clears throat> and if you were a person who used like property of Zach or under the gun or alternative press, whatever it happens to be, you probably remember this day. Cause it was like, they put out an open statement where they were like, some things have come to light with Ben that has irreparably damaged the band. And so all of us quit all at once. And then Ben was like, the band didn't break up. It's just me. So we kind of talked about like what was happening in his life leading up to that point. Cause that was kind of a, a pivotal point in his life and his uh, journey with recovery. But so it wasn't that <laughs> weird because it was like the one chance I got to ask him a nerdy fanboy question, but still be his friend. I didn't have like, he didn't to, I always feel awkward being like, sometimes, sometimes I'll be listening to his music and I'll text him and be like, what the hell does this mean? Like, you know, like, I have that, like, I, I don't want to use it too often that he gets annoyed. So uh, he just texted me that he is watching, but he stepped out so I can speak freely. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Let me calm down. Be like, hey guys, what's up? What are you talking yeah. about? Okay, we're back. <laughs> But there, there was also an advantage in that I know Ben's story better than a lot of people do because we talk about a lot of things personally. So even before we started, I was like, can we go here? And he was pretty open to it. So like we put out a clip today that kind of hints at some of the stuff that we talk about in the episode. But um, Laura had a completely different experience because she knows Ben as well. And we do, we are in a group chat. We FaceTime every single week, but she doesn't know him as well as I do. So it was, it was different for her, I believe. Yeah, it was. And it's honestly, it was kind of like, because I started listening to Ben's music more after I knew Ben than before. So it's kind of like I'm discovering a different side of a friend I met through a friend. And hearing his story was just like, it really opens your eyes to find out something like that about someone you know. And you're like, that that clicks and that makes more sense. And you suddenly, like, you have this intimacy. And But at the same time, it's it's weird to hear someone you know talking candidly on a podcast. Like, <laughs> in that regard, when you're talking, when you're hearing, like, you know, all these other, like, people that you may idolize or, or whatever and it's like oh that's my friend and he literally texted me in the middle of this and we're talking about marvel stuff and and now i've got to you know take that hat off and, and put on the listening from a complete you know outsider perspective and that's sometimes it's hard to take that apart and really process that a little but i think i think ben's episodes are really really powerful one and a really good one and i think it's one of the ones i'm really looking the most forward to to seeing what people think about it and Ben has a lot of, uh, Ben has gone through a lot of childhood trauma, which he's pretty open about. And uh, he'll, he'll probably talk about it a lot on his upcoming record. Cheap plug right there for him. But <laughs> I, imagine for, I imagine for you, Laura, not to steal this interview for a second, that it, that it is weird <laughs> because I don't think I don't think that that's something that Laura knew about Ben as much. So it's like no. listening to two friends have a really personal conversation about mm. something that you didn't know was a thing and then all of a sudden you're like oh i don't think i'm supposed to be hearing this yeah i feel like a fly on the wall and i'm like oh am i supposed to know this about him and then like or do i address this and say like i'm sorry you went through this because now i know but we didn't talk about it and i found about it through like a third party thing even though you 
put that third party thing. It's it's a weird, complicated feeling. But at the same time, I feel like I I appreciate him more for it. I I don't know. I hope he's not, I don't want him to hear that. That sounds weird. But I, appreciate, I feel like I know him better and appreciate him more. And it's like it almost feels one sided in a weird way. It's like maybe I need to put out like maybe I just need to talk into a microphone for an hour and just email it to him and be like, here, we're even now. Sorry. Just tell, tell him your trauma, just like into yeah. a microphone. You're like, hour. hey, let's talk about my dead parents for a little while. So you understand I'm a little crazy too. And it's cool. Like, we got this. I got you. I'm not judging. So. Is yeah. it, it is different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like it's like switching Pokemon cards. Like here, here's here's mine. How about just give me one of yours? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Like when I'm talking to somebody like we have Shannon from Godsmack on this season. It was a really cool get, but I don't know him. I don't know anybody that knows him that has told me that they know him. So when he tells me like a, a crazy story, I'm just like, oh, that's wild, man. But when it's somebody that I know and I'm reading something and it's like a revelation that they have never told me, for starters, there's a part of me that gets jealous where I'm like, why didn't you ever told me that thing about you before? But then it's also like, <laughs> it is it is a complicated like social situation of like, can I text them? And now like ask them to talk about this horrific yeah. thing that you just talked about like we do a better job this season giving people some like slight trigger warnings because it does get dark in a couple of episodes and ben's deals with child abuse and things like that so like that's a thing where it's like we talk about that he and i have talked about it a lot we bring it up in the episode we give viewers we give listeners a a warning before it happens but i can imagine for laura being like a person who just knows ben from like stupid facetimes with us is like <laughs> uh do i text him and like <laughs> yeah like do, do i find out when like anniversaries are and send a card now like i feel like a bad friend if i don't acknowledge and make make him feel better about this you know but but i think it's really i think it's a really powerful and amazing a thing that people are able to share these stories because a lot of these stories especially this season are extremely intimate for people and like it's hard to put yourself out there for like folks who've never done that before and talk about parts of your life that have been very very private in a very public way and a very like you're burying your soul you're you're naked in front of everybody saying i did these things i fucked up and that's a hard thing to do because people don't like to be self-critical. That's not anyone's first trait generally. And, and you know, I think a lot of these stories are really great. And, and for Ben to share the stuff he did, it's like that's stuff that most people repress and pretend never happened. And he's like, this happened to me. Let's talk about it. If you've been through it, I got your back. And I think that's a mm. powerful thing to be able to take your trauma and use it to help others, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely... I, from these episodes compared to like season one from everything that I've heard and listened to this seems to be so much more it's more of like you're letting the other people talk rather than kind of guiding it so I noticed mm -hmm. that there's more of the the raw interview obviously not raw because you edit out what you need to edit out but you're you're having that person talk a little bit more and then you kind of insert yourself into certain areas where it's obviously necessary to guide the story or transition over but you're having them talk a little bit more and go deeper than I feel like in the first season, which would make sense because you don't want to go too deep in season one. Everyone's like, yo, this is too fucking deep. I'm out, you know? <laughs> so I yeah. think that that was that's a, definitely a different move. And I definitely enjoyed the few that I listened to that did do that for season two. Yay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Listen, I we appreciate that kind of feedback because once the season is out, all the feedback we'll get is going to be very beautiful, but very like heavy. Like most of the feedback yeah, we get yeah. is like, I love this show. I was doing heroin and this show helped me out. And you're like, thank you, but also are you okay? Um, yeah. And you're just you're like, I just enjoy it, which is you know very nice to hear from somebody that's not like, I need this thing. Um, yeah. But it, it, it is that way. In fact, you know, I, I'm talking about the Godsmack one because that's obviously the one that we're working on right now. So it's <laughs> um, and I, I think in the, ep and Ben's episode is this way too. I think I only talk like five times after the introduction, like in their brief. Mm. And most of it is just the person going on these big stories or like telling something about themselves. And I almost only, I only chime in to cut out my voice most of the time just to be like, and then this happened. And then we go back into like a seven to 10 minute stretch of this person talking. And honestly, that's how I would prefer the show to go because nobody needs to hear me explaining things to them uh, mm. most of the time. When, when it's justified, I do cut in. We, we get into a, a lot more of the mantras of recovery this season we get into uh there's two different prayers from recovery from the big book that we use in the season that we kind of break down and talk about in narration but i would say that i, I do on on average talk half as much this season <laughs> yeah but but i think i think people opened up a little more to you because they had a, a blueprint of kind of what to expect going into it I don't, then i don't know if any of them listened necessarily I, i'd like to think they did but you know, I think after getting a first season out of the way, you tend to have a little more, you know, running room and people take you a little more seriously. And I think it's only going to get bigger and better from here for us. And so I'm excited. I'm so I'm so ready for the season to be out, even if it's not done yet. <laughs> Some people do listen to the show and it, I think it's weird because they'll come on and I'll be like, so just so you know, this is what we're going to do. If you want to stop or you don't want to answer something, just let me know. And Landon will cut it out. I always add Landon into the into the narration when we record. I'm always like talking mm -hmm. to him in between people. Um, <laughs> and and like almost every guest this season that we didn't know personally was like, yeah, I looked it up and listened to this episode or that episode. So I have a general idea. And I was like, oh so you came to like play ball like we are mm -hmm. gonna go like, <laughs> we are gonna, we're gonna do some stuff today um and it's weird because i also feel like and laura maybe has heard some of these things but the final episodes don't have my stories in them because a lot of the time like i try to pull people out of pull things out of people by talking about things that maybe they seem uncomfortable with so i'll tell them my version of that story like i know mm. in uh, the sundressed episode, which Laura hasn't heard yet because it's not done. Um, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor tells me a story about getting arrested and being stopped by the cops a couple of times. And I can tell he's uncomfortable with it. So then I, I told him a story about when I almost got arrested with drugs and he laughs so hard that he then opens up and tells me his story. And I was like, Oh, this is so good. But of course, when you hear it, it'll just sound like he wanted to tell the story from the beginning. <laughs> well, and there is one episode where you do share a story about interviewing, um, one person before you know uh, a show and you guys did a shot by shot interview and then now you're both sober and and that was kind of cool that that was a cool way you brought yourself into it without making it about yourself and and i that's a really cool perspective in the podcast and i think that's something people will appreciate that is the craig mabbit episode yeah yeah that's <laughs> i remember when you did that interview because i think i was working a little bit with you and under the gun and i remember thinking holy crap how did he not die 
Like that was my thought upon yeah. watching that. So yeah. So so for listeners uh, and you two, I guess as you, I don't know if you heard that episode. Um, mm. So when Craig first joined Escape the Fate, they went they put out the World Is Ours or whatever that album is called, mm-hmm. and they went on their first headlining tour, and the lineup was so stacked. It was Escape the Fate. I forget who direct support was. Then it was William Control, and the openers were Attack Attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I remember and they did a, that. Yeah. <laughs> amazing right that's 2009 right there for you so in february <laughs> of that year that tour plays uh, the crowfoot ballroom in pontiac michigan and we do an interview before escape the fates set in, in the basement of the venue and you can hear attack like on the recording you could hear attack attack playing their set while we're talking and as soon as i sit down craig looks me in the eyes and this is back in like the early days of attack of escape the face so they're like in leather and chains and the motley crew thing with the big hair and he was like hey man instead of just doing an interview let's do shot for shot so you have to take a shot of Jack Daniels when you ask a question and I have to take one every time I answer the question. And then we did a 30 minute interview <laughs> following these guidelines. Uh. So by the time, by the time it ended, it was just like, so stuff, you know, and, and then, and then, he had, and then he had to perform. And in the middle of their set, I think there's a video of this on YouTube in the middle of his, in the middle of their set, he vomits on the stage, like in the middle of the floor. Oh, God. Uh, falls over into it, like gets his hair into it and then stage dives into the crowd. <laughs> and uh, it was disgusting, but also like yeah. one of those crazy rock and roll moments that you're like, this is never going to happen again. Yeah. Um, so as soon as, as soon as I knew he was coming on the show, like I think it's the first thing we do in the episode. I was like, hey, before we get going, let me tell you an embarrassing story about you. You might not remember. <laughs> <laughs> And we kind of joke about it for the rest of the conversation. And he's a cool guest because he got sober in April of this year. So we are already in lockdown when he decided mm. to get sober. Mm. Yeah. yeah the, there was a lot of people who like decided like right before lockdown happened or like relatively close to like, you know, during, like right before, you know, 2020 happened where it sounded like, okay, I'm just going to be, I'm going to get sober. And then I'm like, wow, this is like really all of this is very close together. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I'm like, I don't know if this was like a cognitive decision <laughs> to get all these people <laughs> who decided to get sober all out, like in like a, the really short time frame that it is. But I think that that kind of helps with also putting people like in the moment of like, hey, remember the before times? Hey, remember, you know, before this all happened? It's like putting them back in a different frame of mind, at least for me, because I'm like, well, what was I doing? you know, in early March, you know, yeah. instead of just being like, I'm just in COVID mode the entire time. Um, but no, it was, uh, it was important for us to do Craig's episode because of when he started recovery, because he's done meetings, but they've always been through zoom. So a lot of our guests, you know, they have all these stories from going to actual meetings and that's one experience. But if you're somebody right now who's struggling and deciding whether or not you want to try sobriety, you need to know that there is like a way to do it digitally. And Craig is like the perfect example of that. Cause he's mm-hmm. never actually been to a IRL recovery meeting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, and, and you know, I, I was one of the people that made that choice. And for me, it was kind of like a, I'm going into this being locked into my house situation and I've got two options. I could go completely off the rails or I could actually like try to deal with some stuff while I'm locked inside. And so I think thankfully I made the better choice this time, but like, you know, it's, I used to be a, every time we go to the concerts, drink, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, without those temptations, honestly, it's made it so much easier. I don't have the social pressure of having to go to a concert and drink. And by the time that does come back around, I'm going to have almost a year under my belt, if not more. 
So it's going to be easy to be like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Like I'm way over it at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, <laughs> there's a part of me that's like, oh boy, I should have done that the entire time here. Cause you're right. It's like, <laughs> like, and, and you know, we've been, we've been thinking about like what, you know, we do with the podcast while we've been locked down and like most of our stuff we would do if we were able to go into the world is live events, whether we're at a concert, whether we're doing a karaoke event and those are at bars, we're at emo nights, those are at bars or venues. So it's like, you know, that is just part of it. I mean, the emo night that I DJ, I'm mostly paid in free PBR up in the, in the green room. So it's like, what does that look like when we come back and, and you know, what is that experience? And I'm like, man, I should have probably taken a lot of this time to like step away from it. But, uh, listen, man, those liquid <laughs> death cans are super cool. So just start yeah. drinking liquid death and you're listen, good. Listen, they good. have an affiliate program so. that could just be our start. We can just be like, Hey, yeah. all right. I would love that. Reaching out. <laughs> I've tweeted at them. I would love for them to sponsor High Notes. I'm like, you're the perfect drink for us, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see That's the awesome. record that they put out? The, the volume two of like, yeah. They they just had all those bands read all the shitty comments about their water, and then they just made songs oh, out yeah. of them, and that was it. <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. That's Innovation at its finest. <laughs> Amazing. You know, and this is um. This season is actually a pretty good full circle moment for Lauren and I because we met because of a because of a drunk woman actually introduced us. Um, it's very a, true. A, a lifetime very drunk. Yeah, very drunk. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> we were in uh, we were in Texas at South by Southwest 2000 and Laura, what year was it? Nine. 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 <laughs> Nine. That was quite a, uh, that yeah. was quite yeah. yeah. the delay. It's been over a decade in our defense. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We were so, baby <laughs> So we didn't know each other. Laura, obviously, if you can't tell from her accent, is from Kentucky. And yeah. uh, I was in College of Michigan, and we were both going to see the Gay Blades in, uh, in, in on, on Sixth Street in Texas, in all, South by Southwest, and we were sitting on a curb on the side of the street, and this drunk woman was sitting right right next to us. We weren't talking to each other, obviously. We didn't know one another, but this drunk lady sits down next to us, like blackout, and she looks at us and she just says, "I don't know what's going on between you two, but you two are gonna make it. It's gonna be okay." <laughs> and we were like. And instead of being like, what are you talking about? We just played along with it. And we were like, do you think so? And she was like, I don't know much, but I know the two of you. It's going to work out. And, and then she like, got up and just stumbled yeah. off and then into she, the night to never yeah. That's exactly yeah. the place some drunk I always want to have. <laughs> just some drunk guardian angel of South yeah, she just, just dusted this like, friendship. Yeah. And it's just like, mm-hmm. she makes it better. Even when nothing was wrong to begin with, you're like, all right, I trust you. Yeah. Yes. I'm worried about you, but I trust you. <laughs> yeah so she gets up she she disappears into the crowd and then we're like hi um i guess uh, we're supposed to be friends hello <laughs> and then we watched the gay blades and then a few years later we both did an internship in boston together and uh, hmm. now laura works at radio and i do what i do but she uh, working on this show is like our chance to come back and work together but it was definitely like i remember when when the spirit lady told us that we were supposed to be friends <laughs> <laughs> She told us that we were definitely gonna get over whatever fight we were having, and it's probably just mm-hmm. like I would—I I was sitting outside with a friend who was smoking. I—it was complete weird happenstance that I had even been out there because I've never been a smoker. So, 
And she was just like, okay, and wanders off. And I'm like, all right, guardian angel lady. And I think mm-hmm. James and I hung out the rest of South by. Like, I, I abandoned my friends and we hung out with <laughs> him and some of his friends. And we were pretty much just, you know, real close ever since. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Thankful for a drunk lady, even if I'm yeah. not one anymore. So, <laughs> wherever she is, wherever Thank she you. is. I hope you we got help, man. But yeah. <laughs> I hope that she listens to the podcast. Yeah. She has no idea. <laughs> the it that you were going to make was the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. There you go. I think, See, I think you're going to make it. Right now. <laughs> we're, we're paying it back for her bringing it If together. I knew her name, I would dedicate the, every show to her at the end. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, who's this? Who's dying? I'd be like, no, I don't know if she's alive or not, but she helped a lot. Yeah. Hey, so uh, Mary, to go. Mary <laughs> this, this podcast keeps calling you out. You better you should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't I remember mean, that. Yeah, I'm not surprised you don't remember that, Bam. Like Mary Tyler Moore used to like pull on her earlobe to say hi to her mother at the end of every yeah. show. And so I, this could be like my plug at the end. I'd be like, and to the lady in Austin, we're thinking about you. <laughs> Please drink some water, ma'am. And everyone is just like, who's the lady in Austin? Yeah. Who's the mystery? You're gonna find another Reddit thread where people were like, "Oh, who who's about to break up with their girlfriend? Who's in the? Did we ever find out who the fuck that was? First of all." <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I I am interested to know. I, we we talked a little bit uh, ago about the feedback uh, that you got from season one, and uh, obviously being that it's been out for a while now, and uh, all ten episodes drop all at once, everybody could listen to it all at the same time. What kind of feedback did you get from season one, uh, and whether that like gave you ideas for season two, or how to change that for season two, or just like. My 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 leading question here is because we talked a little bit about how the bands would meet uh, meet fans who had gone through similar things to them, and all these bands who are are going through their own thing have to listen to story after story after story from people who come up to them at shows and say how you saved my life and you helped me through these moments. And obviously now that the podcast is out there in the world, doing basically the same thing for for other people. I'm wondering if you got some feedback like that or if it made uh if it made a difference or how people's stories have affected you or impacted you in that way um yeah i yeah i guess i i guess i should answer this another one that checks all the messages so we have a group chat yeah. it's me laura and landon where i screenshot and share everybody's stories with their permission of course um mm-hmm. when they send us stuff but yeah there are you know there are episodes and I, I assume season two will be the same way where people kind of gravitate towards certain episodes and those are the ones that make them want to reach out like anthony's obviously was a big one in the first season birch was a big one and then head from corn even though we didn't get a ton of press for that episode like we thought we would we've had a lot of corn fans reach out but mm-hmm. yeah we've had a surprising number there's one person in particular that i i guess I, i'd like to i know i can mention so i'll point them out there's this there's this uh, young woman in florida named yesenia who listens to the show and follows us on twitter and bought the merch when we did the merch drop and she uh she was going through addiction and and used the show as kind of a crutch when she was sick with covid and unable to go to meetings herself so the show kind of became like a chance for her to sit and listen to somebody else's story when she couldn't just go out into the world and that was really cool to us and we stay in touch with them and you know it's a a weird thing because i feel like in a lot of cases if you write write a song and people like it they might tweet at you once be like that song's really cool and then you never have to talk to them again until you're like at a concert but Mm -hmm. in our case like every time we start talking to somebody it becomes like a a 
conversation that keeps going. So we have a lot of people that follow us on all of our platforms that we'll just, we'll just sometimes send updates to and be like, you know, how are you doing with this? Or like we did a merch drop in October and I know Lizzie, you bought a sweatshirt. We, we thank you forever for that. Um, thank you. <laughs> but we were, we were all very surprised by like the number of people that bought stuff that none of us knew where we're mm. like, who is this? They're like, Oh, they listened to the show. <laughs> oh, they're just like, like, it's not They're just like our friends. Humans. There are people that yes. like this. And it's <laughs> helping someone we don't know. It's reached outside of our circle. It's yeah. weird. It's, not it's weird and awesome. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not just the people that we asked to be on the show and their teams and then our friends. It's it's like real human beings who are living lives that, you know, believe in the show enough to like want to support it and support the groups that we try to support. And it, it's cool. I mean, I think that we'll get more next week. It's one of the things that I get really cautious about because I try not to get in my head when we're working on it and be like is this i don't want to be too heavy-handed and i also don't want to be making it to get the praise of making it like if we never hear anything but we have solid viewership that's fine with me because it's one of those things where it's like it's personal so if people mm -hmm. are listening and they want to remain quiet like that's cool we just want to we just want to be we just want to hug you like with our with the words mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and if, if that's all you need that's fine but if you reach out to us like we will absolutely re reply and we'll all follow you and we'll cheer you on every step of the way Mm -hmm. yeah i guess technically technically laura is one of those people because she listened to the show before she was officially part of it yep that's very true it's <laughs> very don't true give the fans false hope that they're going to be suddenly pulled onto the show to help out by <laughs> <laughs> be like, like, you? listen well, i mean we might need a social media intern one day mm -hmm. you never know mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it's that's true. We're, and, we're, and we're will, doing this for the love of it, mostly. So. <laughs> and I will say that I've been kicking around in my head how funny it would be, just for myself, because I get really annoyed sitting in the booth working on the narration. I was like, today, I was like, it'd be so funny if we just did an episode and I would let Laura host it. Just one in the middle of the season. <laughs> Same exact just intro. Yeah. It's just Laura doing it. And I was like, I, I could do it and just say that I'm James Shotwell and then never ever answer for it. Like just completely yeah, pretend correct. to be you the whole time and just. Yeah, just no, and then at a know. certain point, it gets lost to history and then becomes a Mandela effect. And they're just like, no, no, this exists. It wasn't James. And there was like, never no, an episode. There was never an episode without James. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. They're on like, season like, 40. What do you mean? There's never an episode. <laughs> Yes, we might know. So don't if yeah, don't be unsurprised if it happens in the future. <laughs> yeah, now we've now we've let the cat out of the bag. It's going to happen, and people are going to be like, nah, "I heard you talk about that." This is a Mandela effect. Sure this episode didn't know. happen either. I'm editing it all energy. out. It's really fake energy. If they're like, like shocked by it after like we talked about it here on this podcast, and we're going to be like, "Hmm, seems like you're not listening." That's that's big mm -hmm. fake and bad mm. boo boo energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Or I, I've also thought about like if we did like video ads for like Instagram and stuff, but I, I'm not in them since I'm the host, but just have like, have Laura or other people that we know make vertical videos that are like, hey, check out this podcast. And then they tune in and it's just me. And they're like, where is, where's freaking that girl? I wanted the girl like, with no. the weird purple hair. What's, who's this dude? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> It's cool because we kind of see this like circle effect because when you guys when well when James first came on to talk about the first season of High Notes you really just wanted it to like help people and like be impactful and like you know hope that somebody at least one person would you know email and be like this was really helpful in this 
made me feel better about my recovery or them going to do, you know, going towards recovery, thinking about it. And that's exactly what I've seen and like, you know, on Twitter and everything. And exactly what you guys have been saying in general. So that's super cool to see that actually like you manifested it in a way. <laughs> well, I, I hope so. I mean, I, I'm trying to look at our group chat right now, low key to be like, what is the last thing somebody said to us that I shared in the group chat? Cause right now it's filled with like teasers for episodes and being like, does this make sense? Content wise? <laughs> is this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which clip should we use? That kind of stuff. Well, and <laughs> James will not say nice things about himself, but James is absolutely one of those people that wants to make people's lives infinitely better in any way he can with positivity. And it's just, even if it's listening to people or, and so this podcast, I think, is like a kind of a, a act of self-care and love from him to, you know, an audience. And the fact that people are appreciating it is just epic. <laughs> yeah. Somebody somebody that I, I didn't know, that I know that I didn't know listened to our show when we announced season two, they did the cover art. We posted all the cover art on Instagram all at once. And they shared the cover art. And they wrote this really nice message that I sent the group that was just like, listen to this podcast. It helped me get sober. And I was just like, I had to DM them and be like, the hell are you talking about? We've known each other for a decade. Yeah, like, why don't you tell me this? And then, you know, Spotify doing the wrapped, we got tagged in a bunch of posts from people who were like th- their most binged podcast. And I was like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine listening to my voice for six episodes in a row. That sounds like <laughs> hell. But, no, it's well, wonderful. Like... I do it twice each episode. Thank you. How dare you? Don't you say I have bad taste, rude. <laughs> to be fair, I know exactly what you mean by that because, yeah. yeah, on the other end, I'm like, no, I totally understand. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I hear my voice only through these headphones, and I'm like, it's, this is terrible. Cut it out. Just cut this. Even even Ben, when he sends me ideas for you, me, I don't know if he's listened to the thing that he sent me because I'll send him feedback, and he'll be like, what are you talking about? I'll be like, when you did this thing, and he'll be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens to everybody. I yeah. think it's a universal like thing that we all just hate hearing our voices, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. Like mm-hmm. it's just well, normal. And your voice inside your head always sounds different than it does to other people. So you you have a negative connotation with that. Like they've done studies on it. Like I flip the radio when I'm on. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> in reality, it's like you you hear a a slightly different tone of yourself. And so I think we're all almost like slightly embarrassed by our voices, mm-hmm. which is silly. You all yeah. sound wonderful, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no one this cares as much about it as we do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This coming from a woman who wakes up at 3 a.m. every day to play back in black at 5 a.m. Yeah, it's true. That's the only wake up call. Dude, I play some really weird stuff real early in the morning. This morning, I decided I wanted to play uh, Mississippi Queen by Mountain for no reason. Hell I'm not yeah. supposed to play that. I just did it anyway because why? I'm up at five. If you're up at five and you want to yell at me, bosses, go go crazy. But they're not going to watch this, so I'm probably safe. Um, but <laughs> this isn't on the internet. They can never find no, it. <laughs> no, they're not going to. They're not going to. It'll be fine. No. Um, <laughs> no, but it's you know. I think people, I, I don't know a single, anybody I know that likes their own voice is one of those people that's so beyond narcissistic and egotistical that it, I don't want to be around them anyway. So I feel like it's, if you say you don't like your own voice, I'm like, you're my people. We can hang it's like out. A, We're cool. Yeah. It's like a test. It's like, all right, do you like the sound of your own voice? Oh yeah. I love no. it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You're not mm. self-loathing enough energy, to hang out with me. Energy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm, that guy, that guy liked the sound of his own voice. Which people have said about me in bad context. Get the hell out of here. 
Yeah. <laughs> People have said, you know, oh, Brian's loves the sound of his own voice. And I'm like, well, not literally, but I mean, I do talk a lot, I guess. I don't know. Podcasting and streaming. Like when I'm There's when I'm offline I... by myself, I don't yeah. talk that much. I promise. Yeah. There's nothing I hate more than when I'm recording the other podcast I do inside music and I'm recording with somebody and there's a mistake that I have to go back and find and cut out. Hate it so much. Cause otherwise mm -hmm. I'm like, we'll just cut and copy. Like it's done. Yeah. But if I have to go back in and like, listen to it, I'm like, Oh, this is awful. This is horrible. <laughs> and, and then I get the Spotify rap stats and like high notes was listened to in 21 countries. And it's like, well, that's, I don't know who those people are, but thank you very much. And inside music is more than that. And it's like, Oh, that's wild. That's wild. that people over there. Do you think they're also going to have a monolith appear next to, the, you know, Ooh. where Romania is? I don't know. Maybe I'll just make a trip around. I just want to know what movie that's for. That's all. They keep, like, just announce the movie already. I know it's associated with the press release, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to a podcast called Astonishing Legends, and they went into it, and there was a photographer who actually went to go see it like they were like okay we don't want anybody coming and like doing you know hoodlum shit and they're like okay but like if oh, you do shit. like respect the part and they were like we fucking know you're gonna do it and we won't stop you um so this photographer and his friends like go they took photos of it and then they like camp out over there and then they said there are some people who are coming while they were leaving and they're like oh we hope you you took your pictures and then like knocked over it and then like packed it up and left so weird and then it's... then the next day it appeared in romania and then what the conclusion was is that the one that was here was actually like an art installation so it's like a troll joke but the one in romania is actually aliens and i'm like i don't know how we went from one <laughs> of the other other aliens ones does not have any evidence for for it other than the fact that it has like inscriptions on that one but I don't understand how they're both different. <laughs> so that may be what it is. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, listen, if it's in America, it's it's movies. But anywhere else on Earth, it's probably aliens. It seems reasonable. I mean, it's... So here's my thing. Because I'm thinking about how Fortnite did this whole fucking thing where they had, like, installations around. They had, like, pinatas show up in, like, physical places. And it was all, like, related to Fortnite. And now I'm like, okay, so tonight they're announcing a bunch of video game things likely to announce a, a Fortnite thing. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me if this whole monolith thing is for fucking Fortnite. Like, I that will be, be upset. I would be so happy and so mad simultaneously. <laughs> I didn't even think about connecting it, but I'm like, you're right. Nobody who's ever seen a press release or knows about press releases or anything like this is seeing anything like this pop up and thinking it's anything else but that. That it's not advertising for a movie, it's advertising for a video game, it's advertising for a TV show that no one's going to watch, and yet here we are, all like, oh, it's Aliens. No, it's Fortnite. Oh, I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to be so I mean, upset. I honestly watched that entire Disney investors presentation waiting to see the monolith come up. For Kevin Fahey to be like, you might have noticed yeah. our recent installations. <laughs> see, I feel like Disney is above that. Marvel movie. <laughs> I, look... They were doing Marvel announcements, yeah, tonight, and I, I didn't see any of it because I was watching the Game Awards, but uh, now I'm like, well, shit. Marvel seems above that, but also Marvel's not above bringing back the entire no. cast of every other Spider-Man movie to be in one movie, so I don't know. Which they didn't even talk about in the no. 45 that's insane. minutes they were presenting. That's insane. Yeah, that's what everybody wanted in two yeah. days. Yeah. 
I waited all this fucking time for nothing. I mean, they announced like 37 projects. Yeah. (laughs) I was was not excited with some of the trailers, but it's kind of BS some of the stuff they skipped. It's like, that's the closest thing. That's the only thing you're actively working on. How dare you? Yeah. he mentioned it very offhandedly. He was like, Doctor Strange is going to be in this and he's going to be in this and he'll also be in that Spider-Man movie anyways. And then he didn't just <laughs> kept, on, kept on moving. I'm wondering See, if now- it's because Sony's involved. They're like, we don't want to give them too much credit. Yeah. So we're just not going to oh, talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. it in this. We're moving, into the, we're moving into the Marvel hypothesis side of the podcast, which is my, <laughs> is my honestly the only part that I'm actually legitimately an expert on to talk about at all on this podcast about music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I believe as well. I'm actually like very concerned that they've only got all these Spider-Man characters in the new Spider-Man movie because the rights are going to revert back to Sony after this. And so Sony and Marvel like agreed on something where it would build up this uh, Spider-Man universe for after it that they're just going to go off and make them all with Sony now. Uh, And I'm assuming that Morbius kind of fits into that. I'm assuming that any other villain movie that they make uh, all all it all leaves the Marvel cinematic universe and goes back to Sony after this third movie. It's my, that's my big brain theory. Your how big about brain if, theory. if you want me to tie the whole thing together, how about how after the Marvel presentation, they did a quick bathroom break and they used, they used fallout boy as the filler music. And I thought that I was like, dang, what good placement for the band. Oh, <laughs> Pre or post hiatus. <laughs> Legend, legendary or whatever. Yeah. Fall no, out boy. Legend. Bad choice. Immortals, yeah, they used. Oh yeah, used because it was a director elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, like, it, I mean, but before before the Pixar presentation, they played this original song called "Puppy for Hanukkah" by David Diggle. It was terrible. So to hear Immortals, it was very refreshing. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> that's a real that's a real spicy take to say a David Digg song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was so like yeah. Uh, I, I, it, so we're saying that fallout boy post hiatus is only good after you've heard something way worse than post fallout boy no. hiatus no i mean the hottest take is that mania is their best album <laughs> we have to it. we have to he move on it. to another he topic we have to move on to another subject i'm so sorry i'm so sorry we've run out of time to talk about fallout boy it's, it's fine we don't have to we don't have to debate something that's true so that's yeah fine. see brian i'm so sorry we have to keep moving we have to keep the podcast moving i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm sorry it is their best album brian just doesn't even like sorry. the truth he hates the truth I've made Listen. a note to edit out Fallout Boy heresy in the uh, in the I'm, in the. I'm sorry. In the edit. <laughs> Listen, I personally apologize for whatever trauma stunted your development as a music fan, but Mania is their best album. <laughs> And listen, I talk about it with people all the time. Trauma affects us in different ways, and some of us can't haven't left being. 16. I think it was. That's I think cool, it was. Man. I think it was Fall Out Boy breaking up that was the trauma that I experienced. Also, yeah, I never really liked Fall Out Boy before they broke up. Really, I never really got into Fall Out Boy until Infinity on High, and everybody's like, "Well, that's not their best record." And I'm like, "Are you going to say Cork Tree?" And they're like, "No, Foley do." And I'm like, "Okay, we're having a conversation yeah, here. We're listen, having a real conversation I'll, here." I'll give you that. Infinity on High was their best album up until they Thank released you. Mania. And then, it is. And then, it is. I don't it is. Take, it is hot in here. Like, <laughs> it took me until like this year and a half to actually be like, oh, I thoroughly enjoy Infinity on High and can listen to it through. Because I listen to albums all the way through. I don't like doing playlists. 
So mm. I always listen all the way through and I'm like, you know what flows really well? Foley, you know what songs I really also enjoy are off of Mania and Take This to Your Grave. I like Infinity on High, but I don't listen all the way through. I skip like I think like one and a half songs. And then I go to the extended cuts and then I listen to the B sides <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoy those a lot more than mm -hmm. a good like fourth of Infinity on High. Mm -hmm. Well, it's okay. Listen, I, See, I've been willing to go on podcast to debate mania. We can talk about it all day. It's, it's the best. That's, 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 a, that's well, a future we'll episode. We'll have to bring uh, our friend Brompton on from Action Adventure because he was vehemently against it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the best. Front to back, songwriting is great. Listen, it's fine. Whatever they release next will probably be better, but it's their best album. I'm just... I'm just... <laughs> See what that's I mean about the, like... That's the promo cut for the episode. It's that. And yeah. Is that you have an existential <laughs> crisis? You see what I mean? That's all it is. This is why I'm, I'm like, I'm not an expert. my last appearance on the podcast. <laughs> the Third and final. I'm going to come back in like a year be like, hey, James wants to come back on. Like, Absolutely fucking not. After after this episode, it's your third time on, so all the rights revert back to Sony and you can do whatever you want with it. But. <laughs> What if we can pull off getting Pete Wentz to do season three of the show? Then can I come on and talk about how good Mania is? Can you bring him, can you bring him on the show for at least five minutes? Five whole minutes yeah. with Pete Wentz. We keep a running list of people that we wish would do the show, and he's definitely <laughs> on it. So he's not very impossible. top of the list, yeah. Every time I do something risky or I like submit like my finals for class, I say it's between God and Pete Wentz now. And my mm. professor. <laughs> I mean, Pete Wentz. And my professor. <laughs> just a little bit so so what you're saying is it's between the last of the real ones i get it oh i see what you did there i see yeah well, <laughs> i just don't know what else there is to say have, i just you no, have I... two choices you can hold me tight or don't but i'm gonna be me either way <laughs> i can't i need sorry i'm 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 it's very hot in here with these takes i gotta Listen, I have to refresh. Fine. I have to cool off. It, I have to refresh. You make expensive <laughs> mistakes. It's fine. Where <laughs> 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 <sighs> <sighs> are you? Stop burning it, up, man. I'm gonna send you to church. All right, that sounded <laughs> like a, that album. sounded like a Jonas brother. I, I'm like, that's Jonas Brothers. <laughs> we can we uh, can do Jonas Brother takes too. We can do no, that just for you. I don't have any. I have no it. takes on that. I have no takes. Zero takes on that. Sorry, are you feeling like Freaky Jonas right now? Or worse, Kevin. Oh I'm so God. sorry. I'm sorry we're burning you up with our hot takes. This is wild. <laughs> I think Ben's in the chat like, which Your one help? is Pete? <laughs> <laughs> you guys included a bunch of people who didn't like AA, and they were like, yeah, I went, and it wasn't for me. And usually I feel mm -hmm. like that's what I mean, I don't know personally. Um, I've never really had to experience that type of like life event within my life um, in general. So I always just think like, oh, they just go to AA and like that's where people go and that's how they have to kind of handle it to the most effective way outside of rehab. But it seems like a lot of other people found different avenues or even like, you know, possibly different support groups. And I thought that was very different, but also more inclusive to include because I know in general, AA can be kind of like more like preachy and a little bit more based in religion compared to like, you know, 
other places or however other people handle it. So I thought it was cool to see that more consistent and at least the episodes I listened to so far for season two compared to season one. Yeah, that does come up a lot. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's something we talk about a lot on the show this season is how everyone's journey is different, which I guess is an overall theme. But yeah, I, I think also, I'm, I mean, I'm the same way. My default, like the default idea is like, oh, you have an addiction? Well, you should go to an AA meeting and then sit in a circle and tell everybody about all the terrible things that have ever happened to you and then you'll feel better. But like that's, that only works for some people and for other people, they need like intensive therapy and other people it's, you know, it's mindfulness and other people it's a, it's a collection of all of those things. I mean, without, without, you know, invading your privacy too much, Laura, I, I, I don't think that you necessarily went to any meetings, but what was the thing that worked for you? Well, I, I'm not, AA is not for me since I'm not a religious person and so therefore that would just frustrate me to go that route because it's like don't pray for me please like that's like <laughs> the worst thing you can say you're gonna do like don't please it's, you're just gonna piss me off but you know I, I I've practiced a lot of mindfulness and a lot of um I mean like in a best case scenario I would like to have a lot of therapy but you know with everything going on with COVID that's not really an opportunity for a lot of people because video therapy is you know it works and it's great for some folks, but it's like I, I'm waiting to be able to go back into someone's office and actually talk to a human because that works better for me. But I've been I've used a lot of friends and I think with people who have a really good support system, I'm very thankful that I've got, you know, my work and my friends and everything to kind of balance me out. But I, I totally understand why people choose meetings when they don't have that big net of resources like I luckily and thankfully do. Yeah, it was never a thing that was really uh, a, a draw for me in, in quitting things. And we talk about cold turkey a little bit on this season, the idea of just quitting everything all at once. And that can kill you. So it's not something that we really back for people. For some, no. If, you're, if your problem isn't, if your problem is, uh, you know, depending on what your problem is, for some people, they just, one day they just are like, I've had enough. And that's the end of the journey. But it, it can kill you. In, in Craig Mabbitt's episode, as people will soon get to hear, he literally goes insane when he tries to go cold turkey. He starts thinking that his Twitch gear is talking to him. He's hearing voices in his headphones. He's hearing voices coming out of other electronics in his house. He ends up going to like a, he goes into a mental hold, all because he tried to just stop drinking one day out of the blue after being in Escape the Fate for a decade. Wow. <laughs> And I think a lot of it is, it's, it's a lot of it's finding what holds you accountable because, you know, like my mom was an alcoholic and died from it, which was a big part of why I didn't really want to go as full blown off the rails as she did. Cause watching her go in and out of rehab and it not working, it, it, you know, gives you this sense that maybe this isn't for me, or maybe this isn't the route that works for some folks, but that that's like, society wants to dictate that there's two or three ways that you could heal from things. And if you don't go to rehab and if you don't go to AA meetings that, you know, you're not going to be better or you're not going to heal properly. And I don't think that's a fair way to look at it. Cause I think every person has their own individual circumstances and it's more about you have to find it in your heart. And that's the one thing in every story is every single episode of high notes, you hear about the moment when people realize they didn't want to do it anymore. And until you get to that moment and go, I'm done with this. Nothing's going to take. It doesn't matter how many rehabs you go to. It doesn't matter how many AA meetings you go to. It doesn't matter how many times you publicly declared on Facebook. If you haven't found that breaking point within yourself, it, it doesn't, it, you're not going to get better. And so I think it's all about your personal, what makes your breaking point feel better. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So if you don't mind me asking, what exactly was your breaking point, Laura? Because I know you had mentioned earlier where you, you know, you were going out and just, you know, you go to events, you drink and whatever. It's just kind of like the normal cycle of, you know, being in a social environment. But what made you <clears throat> want to just like take the leap and say, screw it, I'm going to do it. Like you said earlier, I'm locked inside. It's one yeah. way or the other. But what was that breaking point moment for you? I think a lot of it for me was self-reflection um, because, you know, I I wasn't like a daily drinker or a heavy alcoholic by any means. So it's like I don't want to, you know, pretend like my story is as, as hard as some other people were. But I, I started to realize every time I did drink, it was extremely bad. Like I didn't have one drink. I had like five drinks and then like I would do questionable sketchy shit and then I'd have to answer for that the next day and just be like, why can't I just have one drink? because I'm anxious and so therefore that one drink turns into well I'm not quite buzzed yet I'll do one more and then I'm like oh I'm feeling good I gotta maintain this and then downhill roll and I mean like one of the big moments for me was um two or three years ago we have a big rock festival here in Louisville called Louder Than Life and it's like the biggest modern rock festival in the country at this point but I went and I was backstage um and in radio, there's a lot of people who know who I am, obviously, and so the, some listeners started funneling Fireball into me and, and buying me drinks, and I wasn't paying for any of it, but I didn't want to be rude, and I was very nervous, and there's a lot of people, and big crowds kind of make me anxious, and so I'm drinking all this stuff, and finally, I don't really remember seeing Ozzy Osbourne, I don't remember going to my car, I don't remember going home, I don't remember waking up, the, like, I remember waking up the next morning and going, what the hell happened? And then I got like seven text messages of all these shenanigans I got into publicly in front of people. And I'm like, I can't keep doing this shit. Like I got to stop, you know, I've got to, I've got stuff to live for in, in a purpose and this job and this career. And I've seen so many people in radio, like radio is a very, very enabling place where they want to funnel alcohol into you. And when I'm not drinking, they ask what's wrong with me or if I'm pregnant or something. And it's just like, I don't want to drink, you know? And so they enable you so much that it's it's it can get real dangerous. And I've I've had coworkers and friends be fired just because they started drinking a lot at work and work kept goading them and um they spiraled into a real actual addiction and a real problem and it ruined their entire life all because they wanted to fit in and be cool and it just like it's humbling to see it all around me and you know what started as like I'm gonna do this for a little while because I thought lockdown would last a month we're still here and so now it's like this is kind of permanent and it's I like it and I'm happy and I've replaced when I want a beer I have a Topo Chico or I do something else and I don't miss it it's you know <laughs> I noticed you both were drinking it I was like wait maybe that's the the pod the drink, drink the pod it's beverage the unofficial <laughs> pod beverage yeah yeah that's the but other it, sponsorship that we're seeking Come on, Coca-Cola. I know you got the money. Just throw us a couple hundred. Like, you can afford it's the end this. of the quarter. I know you got that leftover ass yeah. money. Exactly. I buy it enough. Does, you can just reimburse me. It's fine. Like it, it does more for us than it does for you, but in in some way that's all right. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's it's charity. Just do some charity work. Mm -hmm. You're supporting local businesses or something. I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> High Notes, the world's first recovery podcast set in the world of music. 
season two, 10 episodes all get released on December 15th on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And some you've never even heard of because we're everywhere. The guests this season include Amanda from Eva under fire, Clint Lowry of seven dust, Craig Mabbitt from escape the fate, Donovan Malero of hail the sun, Janet Devlin, Kat Hamilton, Shannon Larkin of God smack, Trevor from sundressed Ben of Yumi and everyone we know. And perhaps my favorite guest of the whole season, not playing favorites, Eric Christopher of hospital bracelet. Should anybody should anybody follow you guys on the internet or or do you want to be like yes. no? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, please so, follow us. Yeah, please follow us. Well the, the pod <laughs> is high notes pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're trying to hit two hundred followers by uh Tuesday for the Twitter, which is fine if we don't. We just hit a hundred on Instagram, which felt like a pretty big deal for us. Yeah. Um, and I, I can tell you everyone's handles because I'm looking at our uh, at Twitter. Laura's is Laura Harder <laughs> Laura Hardy Radio. And mine is James Shotwell underscore. Also, uh, I'm a radio DJ in Louisville, Kentucky, but you can listen to me anywhere. So if you're looking for something fun and, you know, kind of breaks the monotony, not only do we have on-demand content, so you can listen to my show anytime. Um, you download the 1077 The Eagle app, so 1077 The Eagle. Um, and then you can, we, I just started a podcast with my coworker on there. And then um, you can stream us and, and kind of just listen to stuff. So if you like classic rock, that's great. Um, if you're in Wichita, Kansas or Omaha, Nebraska, I'm known as Hardy and I'm on your rock station. So I'm all over the place, but <laughs> listen to us, please. Yeah. <laughs> if, ever, if somebody listening those states, they're like, wait, it's her? It's her? Yeah. It's like, sorry, I'm, I'm actually in your hometown. Please. I've definitely been to Nebraska before. Don't question that. No. <laughs> Laura, do you have a different radio voice? Um, no, not really. Um, I mean, it's just kind of a more, um, a less nasally version of what I'm doing right now when I actually think about it and project a little bit better. But no, I, I think that's kind of what people like about me is I sound very regular, which is ironically my name. It's, you know. Hmm. But no, I don't. Because like, with women, you got to get that weird breathy voice if you're going to do something radioy, and that's when my inbox gets full of weird, creepy people, and I quit doing mm. that. So we don't mm. do that yeah. anymore. Or, no or more when sexy you listen voice. to like, um, like when I listen to like Octane on Sirius XM, everyone, all the chicks around it are like, "Yeah, let's go." I'm like, "You good? Listen, I'm <laughs> always like super hyped and ready to go too." But you know, you're sounding a little constipated to me, and I'm a little concerned why you're on it. <laughs> I definitely have more of a, like, I don't give a shit vibe on the modern rock stations. I'll say that. Like, it's very monotone and, like, I'm tired of being here is the tone <laughs> I usually put off. It's just like, do you any vibe on the rock station? Whatever. You're stupid. Here's a song. Here's Godsmack. <laughs> Whatever. Like, it's Godsmack again for the 50,000th time. So it's kind of nice because when I'm in a bad mood, I don't have to pretend to not be in a bad mood when I'm working on those stations. But, you know, it's uh, with... I try to be kind of bright and sunny because I think, you know, there's a lot of, of not bright and sunny out there in the world. And so I feel like I try to counteract some of that. And I'm like literally the first and one of the only female morning shows in Louisville and across the country, really. They don't let solo female morning shows be a thing. So we're very rare. And um, I'm just thankful to be allowed to do it. So... <laughs> <laughs> She will stop recording this episode and immediately go to bed with that in mind. Yeah, I'm in bed right yeah. now, and I'm like, this is like, I'm staying up late just to hang out with you guys, so. Yeah. What a different life. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I, now I only... I'll be at 3.30, and I'll be at work by 4, so. Yeah. 
Now I only stay up late to do podcast interviews. <laughs> well, and it's Back so funny because it's like when we have concerts and stuff, everybody's like, why do you leave after four songs? I'm like, does your ass have to get up at 3.30? Yeah. No, I saw the Eagles. That was good enough. I'm happy yeah. now. Thank you. Like, I, I, I saw four songs and eight songs isn't going to be much different than four at this point. Let me sleep, please. I don't get enough as it is. Honestly, two songs is long enough for four with them. So you can just be like, I... That was That's actually honestly one of the only shows I stayed till the end. Them and Bob Seeger. Everybody else I usually bail halfway through usually, but like I made it to the end of the Eagles. Go I went apathetically, like this is gonna be lame. I don't wanna do this. And then I was like, Holy shit, this is an amazing concert. I never wanna <laughs> So I, I, I crap on them, but they were not one of the ones. I, Guns N' Roses, I make it two songs every time. I've seen them multiple times. I'm like, okay, that's that's there's slash. I'm ready. Let's go. It's bedtime now. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, everybody go check out High Note Season 2 on your on your uh, apps of choice. I, I always am like pushing to Spotify and I'm like, do it, do wherever, do wherever. You know what? Get a variety of podcasting apps in your life. Yeah. Uh, Laura, James, thank you so much for being on the pod tonight. Of course. And we like when you plug Spotify because they give us the most analytics. So yeah. Please. Go listen to Spotify. Yeah, give us the data for the data. <laughs> Most your data. We didn't even talk that we got. We got a season three in the works. We got a season two point five yeah. in the works. We got stuff. Well, we're gonna have you back. So, yeah. You know. I mean, oh. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Brian, are you okay with that after the entire Fall Out Boy thing? I'm allowing it because it's like you know, for me, it's it's Thor four, where it's like he did the third one, and it was like, wow, that was a real change of pace from the first two, and now it's like, all right, you know, we gotta we gotta have a fourth one now. We gotta make a fourth one. It's gonna be completely different. The, the thoughts have changed. The opinions may be different. I may come with different uh, opinions to bring. Maybe I'll come back and I'll be like, you know, it's not as bad as I thought. I doubt that's going to be what I say, but good on I'm you say for staying frosty. <laughs> uh, all right. We have to end the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's our conversation about High Note Season 2 with Laura and James. So much fun. Could do without uh, with a lot less uh, uh, Fall Out Boy conversations, just in general, just in general. You know, I, I really think that Brian finally got his just desserts with that after all these two and a half years of bullying. I just I, I don't have a response, which is why I'm not giving one. It's like you're I look, I think everyone's entitled to their damn music opinion. You do whatever you may, are happy with. You do whatever makes you feel good. That's fine. But like relax with your bad opinions <laughs> oh boy one day uh brian's going to just fight somebody over these opinions it's today if you enjoy the podcast today please uh like and rate us on any podcast app you're on thank you for listening i am brian i'm lizzie and goodbye it's not their best record there's infinity on high This is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast podcast about music news. I'm going to take that again. You can edit it in post. Oh, can I? Or will I just leave it in? You do what you want to do. Now you have to.